Hola, friends. It's Sarah May, and I have a podcast for you. It's kind of heady. I'm hoping I'm, I'm going to talk you through it in my own layman's terms, but this is, um, this is for Christina. And uh, I know you wrote to me about something slightly different, but I feel like this might be something that addresses your question. Um, and it's, it's more broadly about just the problem that is overactive thoughts because they really manifest in like some pretty treacherous devastating ways so uh hopefully this is going to not become too meta um without further ado i will begin so the episode is called prison of thoughts and it's about recognizing the ego that has blocked you from happiness and i know it's really melodramatic title but that's because it's a big deal and it's causing millions of people to suffer from a whole slew of different side effects. Maybe you felt it, just a sense of constant worry or a lack of focus, anxiety, just constant brain chatter. And maybe you feel hollow and just nothing seems to quench it. And maybe you get a little bit of a boost by doing a little retail therapy Um, But in general, you just feel kind of meh about life. Maybe you're worried about whether or not you're on the right career path or if you're moving too slowly or you're confused about where to move in your life. And maybe you just feel stressed or unfulfilled and you think maybe I should just be trying harder to be a success because then I'll feel good. Maybe, Maybe you feel just overwhelmed and frustrated and depressed because you don't have clear direction. You're trying to go all directions at once. Maybe you feel like you should be moving up in the world and maybe that would make your life complete if you just had more money, more status, whatever it is. So pervasively, if you are struggling to feel happy or fulfilled or whole, uh, this is a podcast for you. Because if nothing feels quite right and you're being pulled in all different directions, I'm pretty sure that that's resulting from a modern condition that robs many people across the globe of happiness, inner peace, and just keeps them trapped in constant brain chatter and helpless inaction. So what I'm describing is just the manifestation of a false identity of self and that manifests from the dominance of our thoughts because thoughts that appear to us as the voice of our soul they kind of dictate how we are feeling what we want what we need what we're worried about what we should be doing and often all at once so there'll be thousands of different thoughts going in all different directions telling us what will make us feel soothed and at peace And when you can't shut up those thoughts, regardless of how hard you try to soothe yourself and distract, that's when it's become a big problem because now the thoughts have become completely your focus. Like you've lost all awareness of anything outside of the thoughts that make up you you as a person, yourself. Like you might identify right now like your thoughts as you as the voice of you in its totality 
you might not have any sense of anything beyond that as you. Because these thoughts, when they kind of get out of control, they mislead us into thinking that we can find happiness, solace, peace, if we just follow their orders. So that's what this episode's about. It's about this condition that has happened to many of us where the thoughts have staged a coup. Because contrary to how it might feel, thoughts are not you. Think of them right now as they are passing through your mind. They, I'm sure, feel like they're narrating your voice. So they might even be reporting your feelings in your body. But even then, they're still not you. So who are you then? You are the one observing your thoughts. You are awareness. And you are just a being. You are kind of using this physical form to exist. You're experiencing it through the use of this body. And at one point in your life, it's probably so far back that you can't even remember what it felt like. You had no thoughts like this. Like you had no constant inner monologue. Let's say you were probably around seven years old and you're sitting maybe in a classroom, maybe you're bored, but your mind was completely silent and there was no narration. It was just you, totally present. There's no layer and you were just existing, observing. It was probably a sensation you haven't had in a very, very long time. And that's because thoughts have become a dysfunction. They have become a disorder because they've been pushed out of balance. And the mind is so overactive that I think by many modern conditions, they have forced us to stay on, just forever thinking and on. So it's a lack of balance in our life and just constant activity related to culture, devices, and connectedness and all that stuff. But through that, we have lost our ability to quiet them, and we have started to perceive them as seamlessly the voice of us. So if you suffer from this condition, I'm going to describe how it works in the hopes that you will be able to understand it and then perceive it. And then the tools, the tool is just this podcast. Because the aim is to just recognize the sense of your awareness outside of your thoughts. That's it. So how to get to outside of this prison. It's like once you, once you see, like there's a wall that actually is a, like a, what do you call it? Like there's a maze and there's like, if you just walk through this wall, you'll see the way out. I can't remember my words. Um, but anyway. Once you realize what is happening inside of yourself, you can begin to separate from it. And that's when it is disempowered. So you can get back in touch with your whole self. And uh, the additional means to separate will just simply be reminding yourself of the truth that you will know, which is you are not your thoughts. So ready? Let's get started. What does it mean to be you? So picture yourself right now and remove everything on your current to-do list. Remove your job, remove all of your possessions, remove all of your external 
grooming, your clothing, all of it. And now just picture yourself and your personality minus all of the current things you do. You are the exact same person. Minus all the stuff, nothing about you is less you. You are much more than all of the things you wear and own and do. And you exist exactly the same with or without all of that stuff. So you are much larger than your thinking and your, your identifiers. You are, let's just call it awareness. This being, this life. And that's basically just the energy that is present inside of your body. So your thoughts, they are a reflection of your learned language. So the terms you know for me, I, and my are just kind of dumbed down labels for the things you perceive as identifiers of the idea of you. So they're like representative terms for the physical objects. And we kind of stick these onto ourselves in the hopes that we can give ourselves more form, more structure. It's to better understand what we are. But they're just stuck on, like they're attempts to grasp what we are so that we might build structures and identify better and communicate. So they don't do anything to replace that idea. They're, they're just labels. You are an energy that is much more unquantifiable than the word me. Like the word me is just a very basic term to point to your physical self in your thoughts and in your language. So another example is the word tree. A tree, just the idea of a tree. A tree is a living entity, but that label does not begin to understand or sum up what that thing is. It's just profoundly intricate and it's it embodies so much more. It's made up of life and energy. And that's just like you. So moving on, I want you to identify the next thought you have. That's the voice of your ego. So your awareness, aka you, you are the witness to that voice of the ego. So your consciousness or your awareness is kind of like the stage by which your thoughts and your emotions kind of run around. And yes, emotions count as thoughts too, because they're just computations of the states of self. So you are, you, I'm calling it you, are the conscious, like, awareness of all of this stuff as it's happening. You're just watching it happen. But your ego is what is judging these things and identifying them and analyzing them with labels. And your thoughts just represent such a primitive and tiny facet of what comprises you. Your value as a soul and a person and an energy goes far beyond anything that could be potentially described in thoughts. So I'm going to try and assume you're on the same page as I am <laughs> and move on. Um, so the ego, let's say the ego is the thought machine. The ego is not capable of grasping or understanding or identifying or describing awareness because it relies on form and structure because it's verbal. It has to describe. 
So it's all about relating and connecting things to you, like this term for you, with external things. It needs to connect descriptors to give this understanding a little bit more form. So it uses external stuff and comparative descriptions that relate to others that are not you. So it's clinging to definitions that uh, create kind of value that it can attribute to itself. For example, this possession means this about me. This title represents me uh, because it makes me important. I am a writer. That means I'm smart. Uh, I have a very prestigious uh, award. That means I'm respected. So these are translations of the ego in the pattern of labeling self. So when you become attached to something that's outside of you, like a thing, like an object, you, know, you can know that that's just the voice of the ego because it, it needs this definite, it needs it to define itself. And that's just not part of you. So keep searching harder and harder for more meaningful affirmations of self, but it always comes up shorthanded. It's like unquenchable. Because to affirm the value of yourself with external things is impossible. It's never going to complete you. So instead, this ego continues to want and search and crave for more unfulfilled. And this hunger is what drives many people to spend lots of money on clothing and overeat and overwork. Like if I just do it harder, then I'll feel whole. If I just work, you know, try this brand, I'll feel special or I'll feel like I've achieved something. So if you're like me, it's a very recent thing to even learn about any of this. Like, why didn't I know about this beforehand? Like, I've assumed for probably most of my adult life that my thoughts are completely synonymous with the narration of my soul, I guess, my energy, my awareness. But I think a lot of us don't learn about this because we associate it with that new agey stuff. Like it's, people think of it as like some heady philosophy or it's some far off theoretical concept that people debate in colleges or something. But it's not, it's really pretty basic stuff. And on first glance, you know, terms like awareness, they kind of go in the big hippie category of terminology. They just sound, I don't know, not literal or something. There's something about it that makes it seem like it can't be true or there's no way to prove it or whatever. But it's, it's definitely something everyone can feel. And it's been manifesting major problems for a lot of us. So it's not hypothetical. It's not like a what if. It's just base level brain shit. <laughs> so it's, I'm not asking you to believe in magic, even though you should. So why is this not commonplace knowledge? Because this is not the type of information that we hear about on the news. Why? Because this is pretty a pretty modern condition that's kind of been exacerbated by the speed of life and just technology. And we've kind of given thoughts 24-7 control. And it's encouraged. So topically, this is the type of thing that people don't like talking about on the news. It kind of turns people off because pretty much everything external, like all communications we watch, we consume, 
are based on form, like external things as identifiers of self, like shopping or describing other compared to who we are. Like everything we consume is basically another form of an external description. Like it's, it's exactly an extension of the ego. So they confirm the need to define self. Not to mention, it's totally opposite the current of life right now, just to encourage people to shut off and slow down. If anything, all media and the culture is telling us to speed up while also trying to sell us faster devices. So what I'm telling you to do with this information is exactly that, shut off and slow down as much as possible. Why? Because your life is being abstracted by your thoughts. Because when you are in a wall of endless searching, quantifying, describing, identifying, these thoughts distort your reality with these un unquenchable needs that are not going to fulfill you. So they're, they're searching for ways to confirm your identity of self, but that's when you start to live in kind of a constructed form of reality. And it's one that's created entirely inside of your brain, and it's not the real one. And that's when things like depression start to happen because you're completely ineffective in, f in finding the thing that you think will solve your problem. So that's when things like eating disorders start to happen because you can only see yourself as fat. And even if you're starving, like your brain starts to create a false existence. So how this overthinking affects you long term, a lot of people pursue all of the paths that other people kind of identify as the means to loving yourself or feeling happy. So all the shoulds, if they get a right, the right job or they get the right house and they follow all the right steps at each level and then they waste many years and then they get there and realize there's still something lacking and they still don't feel whole. So they keep looking to complete their self to somehow resolve it for the thing that will make them feel accomplished or proud or in the right place in life. But it's almost like an invisible itch because it's not achievable. It's not outside of you, that's why. The wholeness only comes from a connection to what is trapped inside of ourselves. So let's say your thoughts are about searching for fulfillment. Your ego is going to endlessly find the research for all of the different methods of acquiring, you know, fulfillment, the right level of income, the right habits, right job, etc. So at the end of that path, you won't feel fulfilled like you thought you would. How this thought dysfunction affect you in the short term. For many, it just becomes noticeable in the lowered quality of day-to-day -day life. It's like when your brain is constantly searching and solving and identifying the problem and the need for external stuff, like this, I want, I need, I, I crave blank, we are just thoroughly distracted by these thoughts and disconnected from ourselves or our our true selves, our being. And then the endless pursuit of the external makes you feel hollow. It, it never works. Nothing fills the hole. That's what she said. 
sorry. So thoughts will send you in opposite directions, and many of them at the very same time. So you get confused and ambivalent and stuck in just the sheer volume of the chatter. And that makes you unable to move in any direction because there are just too many things being said at once. And when you don't have any clear connection to yourself, like you won't have an instinct deep inside. Like you won't know what you want. Should I do this? Am I on the right track? Am I happy? I don't even know if I like my life. Like you might just feel paralyzed because you don't know what you feel and you don't know what to pay attention to because of that. So that's when your thoughts and your uh, ineffectiveness can make you feel pain and that dissatisfied, unfulfilled, ineffective, sad, numb, lost, all of those things can come out of this. So I think I like to think of it as like having a broken on switch. Like there's a light and then broke off and it's just set on on the on position. Because when your thought take over for a long period of your life, you just forget what it was like to just be. You forget what you forgot what your being even was outside of your thoughts. Because when you're out of balance and your mind grows used to being on, you, there's no, uh, your complete focus is taken by the stream of narration. And that's when they kind of take over. Your brain just becomes the only thing you sense. And that's when it starts sending you on many missions with false intel, with no end in sight. And they trap us in just loops, loops and loops of the same itches. And it's like a phantom limb. You just, you might be even focused on the loop of the itch itself. Like, where is it coming from? Why can't I solve this? Because, you crazy brain, you are not capable of ever growing to the level of awareness that exists outside of you. You can't even comprehend it. So the fact that you are aware, you are thinking, shows you are a being that is greater than your thoughts because you can observe those thoughts. That's the you that is imprisoned in your mind. You have a front row seat to the worst play ever. <laughs> so how do you get up and walk out? And how horrifying is this that's been happening to you? Um, you step back. You slow down and you quiet. You yield to the peaceful state and I guess focus on openness. So intentionally stop clinging to the importance of what is outside of you and stop trying to solve and control. Basically practice letting go of thoughts as often as possible and step back into just the state of awareness that is beyond, behind your thoughts. How? So right now, just think of your body and now focus on your hands and just examine the aliveness that is inside of your physical body. And just think about the life inside your physical form. And your mind might say, I don't feel anything or get bored and try and focus on something else, but just stay with it. Focus on the feeling of energy inside your form. And that's life. That's your life. 
That's your inner body. And try and focus on that as often as possible. Not your actual physical body, like the container, but more just the energy that is the current operating it. Because the more you can focus on this, the more easily you can step back from the voice of the ego. And coincidentally, you will also strengthen your immune system. But if you ever become preoccupied this, by the stuff that's around you, or the stuff that uh, your ego uses to attribute value to your sense of self, just keep reminding yourself to step back and sense you, your life's energy. You are not your thoughts. You are not your stuff. Step back into yourself and examine this chatter as separate from you. And the most important part of undoing this is just understanding that it exists. It's reminding yourself, you are not your thoughts. And just recall that truth so that you can detach from the thoughts. Because once you remember you are awareness, and once you actually feel it and embrace it and like, I don't know, it's almost like this sense of overwhelming relief and joy and like like a tickle in the pit of your belly. Can't describe it, but it's like a it's like everything makes sense and you kind of don't feel pulled in any direction. It's like different than any anything you would hear in your mind. It's all, it feels immediate, it's louder, and it's like more sensory. It's like you're you're just more present. Like there was a a really thin pane of glass that was removed from the front of your eyeballs. And it's like, oh wow, now I'm outside. So I hope I hope this wasn't too overwhelming. I know it's a heady topic and it's kind of a shock. At least it is for me just how you know, your your thoughts fooled you. Fool us all for so many years. I feel that that has been just it's false identity. So the simplest way for me to just describe all of this in, in case it helps to think of it in more simple terms. Don't take it all so seriously. Just in general, I think thoughts have a habit of making us feel very concerned and trapped and we have a job. Everything is a job. So just soothe, quiet, practice letting go, whatever it is. Don't get caught up in it. Get, just relax the muscles that are clenched by stress. Because you are not anything outside of you. You are not your job. You are not your title. You are something beyond that. And its value exists permanently outside of all this stuff. And re remind yourself of that. And try not to take you so seriously either. Just Get in touch with, like, the giggly person that you are. Laugh more. The point is to live and exist and just enjoy it. To feel present and feel alive, experience life, and not to struggle with the fact that your hair is turning gray or you're, you have to do your taxes. Just try and recall you as an energetic being. I know that sounds hippie, but... 
Just think like a Buddha. Giggle at kind of the manufactured problems and all the stuff. It's like this big game that is life. It has nothing to do with the essence that is you. Because it's all over one day, remember? It's when you look back without a body or a form, did you enjoy it? And if not, why not? So start now. I hope you like this. Christina, I hope you enjoyed it. And um, everybody, if you can, if you have the time, please leave me a review on iTunes or follow me or heart me or anything at all. Because it does help my spirit glow and it also helps me reach more people, which is awesome. So thanks, lovely humans. And I send you my love. Don't forget to smile.